One, two, three. Do it. Oh, Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30. No way. All right, we're coming right back in for another edition of the Scolders podcast. Uh, a little bit more of a, a down note episode. Um, before we get into that, I'm your host, Ed Brown Markle. With me, as always, my <coughs> cohort, my good friend, Mike Anderson. How are we doing tonight, Mike? Uh, not not as good as I want to be. Yeah, you uh, you were coming into this game a little bit a little bit more optimistic than I was, and uh, obviously that did not turn out in our favor. Vikings lose twenty five to twenty. Couple garbage time touchdowns, I guess you could say. I would say really only one of them was garbage time. The other one was significantly just catching up. Um, so, yeah, we fall twenty-five to twenty. Um, kind of a, a poor performance from the offense. So, let's just start off with that, Mike. The offense here. What went wrong here, Mike? Well, I mean, it might be easier to start with what went right, uh, or you know. Go. Go through that because quite a bit went wrong offensively. Um, you know, it, it actually the first play we came out, and you get you get an eight yard pickup, um, I think, to Diggs, and then hand it off, and it looks like Dalvin gets the first down, and then doesn't, and then the next play, you know, he's tackled for a couple loss, and then it just it kind of went downhill from there. Um, I, I think for me, the the biggest thing, you know, the most glaring piece of this Bears game was Cousins did not look very good, you know, and, and I know he had, he had some pressure with, with Mac. He was a monster. He was as advertised, but I think, and, and I get, it's probably controversial to some people, but I think that cousins did have some clean pockets at times. And in, obviously he missed Stefan Diggs for what should have been a touchdown early in the game, which is something that might've changed the whole way the game was going. And I just, I think Cousins didn't look good. He looked panicked, pressured, and he was pressured at times, but there were some bad throws. There were clearly some miscommunication, something that now is, is we've seen a lot, you know, with Rudolph and Diggs and Treadwell at times. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. If, if, if this scheme is perhaps a bit too complex at, at, at times, but you know, there's definitely miscommunications with, with cousins and the receivers, whether it be tight end, wide receivers, etc. And I don't know, he, he had a chance to run a few times and didn't scramble. And I, I just, I don't know, it, it didn't look, it was, it was clearly one of his worst games of the year. And to do it in prime time uh, against a Bears team that was leading the division, it, there couldn't have been a worse time. Yeah, um, it, especially coming off the bye, you, you look at coming off the bye, and you should you should really be able to get up for that game. You've had two weeks to prepare for this team, and somehow you come out of this with this kind of performance. Uh, it's a little bit baffling to me because we had two weeks to game plan to try to take Khalil, Khalil Mack out of the game. I just don't think we executed what that game plan was. Um, I think you said right there. You know, Cousins had a couple bad throws. I'm not as low on Cousins as you are on this. I, well, um, I, just for the and keep in mind, just for the game, I'm I'm still on board with Cousins. I love. Oh, yeah. I love the signing. I love him, but it's definitely this is not the kind of game that you pay him that, that kind of money. 
to have. You know, this is the kind of game that we would think a Case Keenum or somebody would have. You know, that well, bringing Cousins in to elevate your play to, you know, a Rivers, a Breeze, etc. Just to address that, so you're not paying Cousins to, to make this kind of play. I would counter with what was our other option? What was our realistic other option that was anywhere near the level of Cousins was? So for me, that $84 million guaranteed, that doesn't factor into this because we had no right. other realistic option that was going to perform at anywhere near this level. So you, you take that out of it like, yeah, it's a lot of money to be paying for a quarterback, but we didn't have another option. We didn't have a, a rookie waiting to start. We weren't going to gamble on Teddy. We weren't going to extend Case because we kind of knew what he was, which is kind of what he's showing in Denver. So... I mean, I, I I know I'm not saying that you're that you're saying Cousins is is bad and we should get rid of him. I know you're not saying that. Um, right. And you know, in a game like this, I don't know if it's just one of those things where he just gets in his head that he doesn't feel like he has enough time, so that's where he ends up getting um, panicked in the pocket and that kind of thing. I I don't know. It's it's such a it's such a difficult thing to get in the mind of a quarterback like that when you have a guy like Khalil Mack constantly bearing down on you. Yeah, I, I and Mac was a monster, you know, and and we had. It, it's hard to say that we held him in check because, at least me personally, going in this game, I said, you know, you talked about how do we stop Mac? How do we stop Mac? And I, I was more on how do we slow him down and make sure that he doesn't define and win this football game for Chicago. Sure. And, you know, I guess we kind of fell somewhere in between. Obviously, he he forced the. The Dalvin fumble, which was huge, and you know we'll get to that here in a minute. But you know he his presence was felt all night. I still think that the defense played well enough, and even with what Mac did, I I think this this loss really falls on Cousins for me. And I know you're gonna probably go to to the offensive coordinator here uh, next, and and I think you're gonna put some of that on him. But man, Cousins seemed to be the the big issue this particular game for me. Right, and for me, what I look at is, okay, yes, I, I understand and I will agree. Cousins made some bad throws. I understand and I'll agree. Cousins shouldn't have thrown some of those interceptions. And I understand and agree that there was some clean pockets in this this game. And he was panicking when he shouldn't have been. And he also maybe should have chosen to, to run it in certain spots. However, in, in my opinion, the precursor to that, the, one of the main precursors to that is... This game plan was not set up for him to succeed against this pass rush. You saw Akeem Hicks getting getting his and just pretty much bull rushing the interior O line, and I don't think there are many O lines in the league that can stop that kind of a bull rush. And then you got Khalil Mack coming off of Riley Reef side the entire game, so you got these two guys bearing down on you, and the rest of that D line is not is not bad either. All right, so to me, you say, okay, who are our playmakers? You got Dalvin Cook who we know can get out in the flats and catch. You have um, Stefan Diggs, who you know can can just get that uh, double move and get a release. You have uh, Adam Thielen, who is pretty much gold whenever you throw his way. So why aren't we doing quick timing routes to eliminate that D-line's impact? Why isn't that your, your, your step one game plan coming into this game? Why are you trying to let these passes develop for three, four, five, six seconds when you know that these two guys have the ability to absolutely wreck your passing game. That's yeah, I, I mean, I get, I, I 100% understand where you're coming from, and especially coming off a bye. You know, obviously these guys are getting paid a hell of a lot more money than we are. 
you know, to, to figure things out and come up with these game plans. But talked about where you just said that that was kind of your plan to, to counteract Mac. My plan was almost just to run at him nonstop early and try to wear him out a little bit, tire him out, you know, go straight at the belly of the beast a little bit. Uh, and they didn't really do either of those things. So definitely a little bit questionable. I think you heard Zimmer question the play calling a little bit today in his press conference and say that maybe we need to take a step back and, and simplify things a little bit. And I don't know, I, I'm not really sure what to expect. Obviously, we had some success putting up points and yardage against Green Bay week two. Uh, you have their defense coming in that's even probably more banged up than they were at the time and, and you know, not a great defense. So we're going to have an excellent opportunity on Sunday to get this offense going, but it's critical. I, I think this defense has figured it out and is going to continue to keep us in football games. But our offense cannot be putting points up for the other team which they've started to do. We, we cannot keep giving up these pick sixes or, you know, that's what's killing us in these games. Right, and I think part of that is because you're behind so much late that you're trying to force things, you're trying to get stuff down the field, and, you know, I can't really make excuses for those types of plays. Those types of plays are things that uh, Kirk Cousins, as a seasoned veteran, should not have happened to him. Um, but that's, that's pretty much all I, all I can point to is, you know, he's trying to pick up chunk yardage. He's trying to maybe force stuff that's a little bit more questionable than he'd usually have to do in, in that kind of a game situation. So, on one hand, I can understand why that why that's happening. On the other hand, it it really shouldn't with Kirk. He should be smarter than that. Um, that's that's kind of why we brought him here. Is he's supposed to be smarter than those kind of mistakes? Um, now, as far as play calling goes, for me, I have just a couple egregious ones that that really stood out to me. Um, I think it was mid to late third quarter, second and ten, and we, we run the ball off tackle. Like, the running game had not worked at all the entire game. Why the hell are you trying that? You're not going to pick up any yards there. Second down is when you're supposed to get your chunk yards to try to make third down easier. What the hell were you doing there? Third and four, you call a curl. A curl play where Diggs curls three yards shy of the, the, the sticks. What the hell is that? Like, that's why I don't understand with some of these play calls. You know you need to pick up yardage here. You know you need to, to be moving the chains to have a shot at this game, and you're calling plays like that where you have wide receivers that don't even get beyond the sticks. Yeah. No, so, it was frustrating. That's, um, that's that's part of the reason why I'm a little bit more blame on John D. Filippo because that play should never be called in that instance. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah, and in, in some of the time it's it's – it's frustrating. I think when those plays get called in that specific example, I think sometimes if it's if it's third and four, and that's typically a three-yard route, I think they're supposed to know that they got to get that extra yard to the stick and turn. You know, it, it, at least it seems like it because otherwise you're dead right. Why the hell are you calling that play? Right. You know. I I don't know. It's a, there's a lot of things that need to get fixed, and, and like we we've talked about in the past, we haven't seen a complete football game from this team. I don't know when we're going to see that, but if we ever get a complete game from this football team, I think this team is, I mean, it has a chance to be very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you know, first four or five games, the defense really wasn't standing up. The last I mean, I, game I the defense has been solid. The Jets game was probably the closest that we came to a complete game, you know? Sure. And even there, was there were some pretty egregious errors. Right. All right. 
So we touched on this a little bit. Defense did enough to win the game. I pegged him as giving up only 18 points. So, I mean, you take care of the ball on offense and you put up your 20 points, your magical 20 points for the Zimmer defense, and you win the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's it sounds cliche at this point, but just put up 20 points and take care of the damn football, and you will win every single game that a Zimmer defense is on the field. Yep. So, Mike, can we fix this? I, I, <laughs> I think we're... Yes, they have the ability to do it. I think it's a there's enough veterans and guys that have been there that obviously believe in Zimmer and believe in the plan. But we're we're running out of time here. You got six games left, and I would say that four of those games are relatively difficult. Uh, you know, with with Chicago, Green Bay, New England, Seattle, and so I, I think that you're basically out of time at this point. Now, when you look at the NFC, those two wild card positions don't look like they're going to be take a really good record to get them. Uh, you know, you have Carolina, a team that somehow managed to lose to Detroit uh, this week, which I guess is another podcast. But, you know, you have Carolina and the Vikings in those spots right now, and then you have a whole bunch of teams with five or six losses. So sure. I, I think they're going to have a chance to be playing for the postseason, probably going into week 16 or 17. But I still think this team can win the division and possibly end up, you know, at that three seed or, or whatever. And, and But it's got to start now. I, th- I think they need to figure it out, and they need to start Sunday night. And I won't be shocked if they go on a run and win the remainder of these games. You know, I think unless you're kind of a diehard Viking fan and you've been here and watched the team for the last two years, national media might be looking at this and kind of saying, yeah, you know what, the Vikings just couldn't figure it out this year. They're, they're just, you know, they're whatever, 6-4-1. and one. They're not going to get it going. Well, we've watched the games closely and understand that this is still has has the makings of a very, very good team that can beat anyone. We could have beat the Rams. We could have beat the Saints. And not, these are all these teams that people are praising. So I think that the, the potential is still there, but it's got to start this week. And you really got to refocus up, come in, and start playing good football in every single area. Yeah, I mean, you come in, like you said, you come in with uh, a really in Green Bay team who's really not looking like they're going to make a run at all right now based on what the record is and what's in front of them um, and the injuries they've sustained. So you look at this next Sunday game, this next Sunday night football game um, against Green Bay at home. If there's a game where you can possibly right the ship and actually get a little bit rolling on offense, it's going to be this week. You're going to have the home crowd on your, your side. You're not going to have to deal with any crowd noise. It's going to be an indoor game. You're going to have all the variables on your side to start getting some of this timing right, to start getting some of these these simplistic play calls correct, and start getting back to basics of what this team needs to do. Um, and then, like you said, if you make that stretch run, if you're able to go into New England and pull off a victory there, if you're able to go out to Seattle, pull off a victory there, you're able to take care of business at home versus Miami. You're able to go into Detroit and take a victory there, which we handily beat Detroit um, two weeks ago. So if you can take care of those pieces of business, if you can do that, you're walking into week 17 with the potential to make that game a whoever wins gets the division. Yeah, and I think that's got to be the goal right now. Right. If you win out and then maybe Chicago takes a loss, maybe even two, then you're sitting in a spot where that game is for the division, and maybe it's whoever wins that game hosts that game again. It, it's it's very well possible that that could be the, the edge between a third seed and a sixth seed. Yeah, and, and I you know when you look at Chicago, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, they've got the Rams yet, 
you know, they have Green Bay, they have us. So I think have Detroit again. I, I really Detroit showing they can stand up for a couple games. I, I also think, yeah, that that Thanksgiving game. I mean, you look at it. Chicago's playing a football game, whatever, seventy two hours after they just played. So that that Thanksgiving game, I'm not just going to give that to Chicago. Uh, so I, I think there's potential that the Vikings are going to be playing for the division week 17. I am still on board with that. I haven't jumped off of the ship. I'm not off on cousins, not off on anything. It's just frustrating because I think had cousins really just been on his game. If he, if we had green Bay cousins, I think the Vikings win that football game. And we might've been the team that won by close to 10, you know, seven to 10 points. Right. And the concerning thing is just how bad he missed digs on that throw. And I know that was a 45 yard, 50 yard toss, but that wasn't even close, you know, and, and some of these throws, it seems like the last couple of weeks are getting further and further away from week two cousins where, you know, some of the throws we saw were just incredible. So I think it's a confidence thing. He's, he's really got to bounce back. And, and luckily we're, you know, Green Bay is is not nearly the defense that Chicago is, so he should have a little bit more time to breathe. And let's hope he comes out and and just build, continue to build. I think you saw that defense slowly get the ball rolling here, you know, three, four weeks ago, and now they seem like they're playing at a high level. Now, we had some stupid penalties this week. That's another thing we didn't touch on. Really uncharacteristic. You had three basically late-hit penalties, uh, I thought the Wilson one, I'd love to hear what he said because the, the referee was throwing the official or throwing the flag uh, before he threw that towel back to him or whatever. Right. Uh, so I think that he said something to earn that flag. I'm not really sure what it was, but. There, well, there was also that, a play early. That just looked weird. It looked like he was just, you know, intense, jacked up that he made the play, and then they threw a flag on it. I'm not really sure. That one I, I don't know necessarily should have been. Yeah, there was another one there that uh, could have been called that probably should have been if the referee would have seen it. Uh, Stefan Diggs throwing the glove back. Um, that was one that could have easily called as an unsportsmanlike conduct. Right. Yeah, and, and then, you know, Harrison coming in and hitting the quarterback. Um, you know, that's just not a – not a play he normally makes and i think part of that sometimes is frustration when you when you see those guys making those plays you can tell they're frustrated and and it just you can't do that they have to be disciplined they they have to take those away uh so i don't know there was that it was it just didn't come together and it off a bye it's it's just frustrating yeah I'll never understand why some of the stuff happens off a of bye when you have two weeks to repair and two weeks to settle into what you should be doing here. Like, I, I, I can't imagine that they were surprised by anything they saw. Well, like, it was basically what you and I thought we were going to see. So, I mean, if you and I weren't surprised, I can't believe the Vikings should have been. Well, maybe they should hire us and we can uh, figure this out a little bit quicker than they can. Yeah. Um. Any last notes here, Mike? I know we kind of uh, buzzed through this episode here, but... Uh, there really, really isn't a whole lot to, to draw on here. We, we know what this team should be. Um, we just got to find a way to put it together because we have the pieces in place. It's just a matter of setting up the board correctly to be able to win. Yeah. I mean, I guess one thing that we didn't touch on for me would be Trubisky. Uh, we talked about him running the ball being an issue, and and he was able to scramble. The Bears were actually able to run the ball somewhat successfully against us, which is a little concerning. But uh, he, he picked up a couple of key third downs with his legs. And, you know, I think that, that that's an issue. Mobile quarterbacks for us, 
we just, I don't know, we have a problem with it. And, and I don't necessarily know why or how you fix it, but uh, that was one, one note. And then kind of circling around to what, you know, can this be fixed? I think, yes, they just have to clean everything up. It's, they're killing themselves. I, I really do believe that they're beating themselves in these games. You know, this isn't like a team's coming in here clearly looking better and just beating us in every facet. The Vikings are making mistakes right. in various areas every week. It's kind of a, you know, roulette wheel of where we're going to mess up really badly. But it just, it's got to stop. I, I think that's that's a very important uh, point you hit on there is uh, if you're a Vikings fan out here listening to this and, and you're kind of down in the dumps after this this loss, realize we... W- we lost this game by five points, and we gave up a pick six late. If that doesn't happen, we go down and we tie the game on that on that drive, based on based on how that fourth quarter went. So, like you said, we're hurting ourselves. We're not coming in here and getting absolutely trounced in these games. In the New Orleans game, all right, we gave up a pick six there, and then we also gave up a fumble that basically was a ten point swing. All right, then you have New Orleans or not New Orleans, uh, LA Rams, where we were step in step with them. And it came down to a strip sack at the end. I mean, th- these are self-inflicted wounds that we can take care of. It's it's all on the table to be taken care of. We're not completely falling apart in these games. Yeah, and, and I mean, part of this difficult schedule is actually, maybe you can look at it as a positive because, you know, we're almost going to have to start playing playoff football Sunday night. And then you go to New England, you go to Seattle. These are going to be some hostile environments with teams that are playing for things. And, and then week 17 might actually be basically a playoff game. So I think there's a chance if they can get it going, the Vikings are going to be, you know, fine-tuned going into the playoffs. I'm not – I mean, I'm excited for a potential Saints matchup. You know, get that that's turned into such a rivalry, and, and I think that we can play with them. I know we can play with them. So I, I think it's just, you know, get ready for the last six games. Take a breath. Uh, and just have a little faith, you know, hashtag faith. Uh, now's the time to have it, and let's hope that they come out Sunday night and, and just play a complete game. Right, I mean, like you said, I, I'm I'm excited for some of this playoffs because if you look at the potential, okay, you could potentially play the Bears a third time. You could potentially play uh, the Rams or the Saints for a second time if you happen to win that wildcard game. So there's a lot of good football ahead of us, and the thing is with some of these games, some of these matchups with teams, you typically don't win twice at the same team. So, honestly, I am going to look at it as positive that we've lost some of these games in this season because we know what we know what to expect. We know how to attack these guys. And, and we can go ahead and, and make that a stretch run if we just get in. Just get in the door. Just finish out these last six weeks. Let's finish it out strong. And everything's in front of us. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a big reason that I picked the Saints to beat us earlier this year was we had I think we had beat them what three times last year or whatever it was uh you know we had won we had beat them x amount of times in a row and it's been relatively recent so you know i that that you you nailed it dead on it's very difficult in this nfl to continuously dominate a team because you know you make corrections you make adjustments and um i don't know i i'm excited for hopefully playoff football but we got to get there first and i think it's important that they win that division and they should i i still think the bears are going to falter a time or two here, and I think that the Vikings will have Week 17, and if they win, they will win the they will win the North. Yep, that's that's my thought as well. Um, but that's that's enough about this game. Um, 
We'll probably have a Green Bay preview for you coming out soon. We'll working with some scheduling stuff with the holiday around here, so we'll probably get that out to you uh, sometime soon here. Um, otherwise, that's going to wrap it up for us. Wrap it up for us, rather. Um, Scolders.com. I'm at Namok7 on Twitter. Musky underscore Mike. Part of the uh, Climb in the Pocket network. Go over to them, climbingthepocket.com. Um, a lot of good stuff over there because we're also over there, so and we're good stuff, right? So, um, going to do it for us. Let's, let's just have some hashtag faith, Mike. Let's just scroll on and let's, let's finish this thing up. Absolutely. Skull Vikes. Skull.